edit, 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 obviously. <laughs> I'm bad George is going to keep that in. <laughs> no, it'll be me editing this. I'm gonna have fun with this. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce and the Yang. future people this is jason the bruce here uh george is too lazy to be here uh no he's not he's actually at a wedding uh and jason the yank is camping with the family or he's somewhere with the family i can't remember if it was camping or not how dare he want to spend time with his loved ones um so it's just me today and also michelle hello future people so for those that don't know, Michelle has been a very long-time friend of ours. Um, he helped us behind the scenes quite a lot back in our Hot LZ days. I'd like to thank you, Michelle, for coming on board and giving me a hand today. This is a special episode that I was recording without the guys, mainly because later in this episode, we have an opportunity to have a chat with somebody that's on Kickstarter uh, with some minis that we discussed in our last episode. And it was kind of a small window of opportunity to get that conversation in. So Michelle came on board so that you didn't have to listen to me rattle on by myself here for goodness knows how long. Probably for two hours. You love your own voice, Jason. My voice is the best. What can I say? (laughs) Um, Well, that's why why everybody listens to you you and uh, and the guys. So you you sent me the run sheet and there are just quite some things that happened as we are recording newly received or noteworthy information especially about recent or important events yeah there was some new stuff that got revealed at the london grand tournament for 40k which was drop zone related yeah it was how strange is that i'm kind Uh, of confused is the london grand tournament not just a 40k thing uh, no, it's not just a 40k thing. If you go to their uh, their Facebook page, you'll see they're doing uh, Blood Balls well. They're doing um, uh, Blackstone Fortress. Uh, they're doing oh, what's the one called Age of Sigmar? Underworld, Underworld. Well, That's okay. what it's called. So uh, there are nearly a thousand players at the moment. So nice. that's quite so is it a full weekend thing, or was it just a one day? No, no, it's a, it's it's build up started on Friday, and it's so they're playing um, a forty k narrative, uh, Horus Heresy, Age of Sigmar, and specialist games. Uh, they have Rose, they have forty k grand tournaments, and then let's see. Yeah, Blood Bowl already mentions Underhive, uh, and amazing tables. So, and that's why and Drop Fleet stuff was revealed at the GT because of the tables. Yeah, we got some new commanders incoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the uh, the big thing was for TT Combat. They also do MDF terrain, and last year the GT had a bit of a well. How do you say? Um, they, they've made this. Uh, they, they've pre-made a lot of uh, terrain 
to have identical tables for line of sight blocking uh, and altitude, uh, elevation, uh, but they didn't manage to finish it up in time. So now they went out and got TT Combat on board to um, laser cut MDF terrain for them. Oh, nice. Okay. So, so they've kind so, of come on board to help finish the tables and stuff, hence how they got their presence. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and there was a bit of space open, uh, and, well, the TT Combat are doing a drop zone tournament yesterday, as in Saturday, and today, Sunday, they're doing a drop zone uh, commander tournament uh, with eight-ish people each. So there worked a lot of tables left because, well, it's... If you see the room, it's packed. Um, Given the amount of time they had, um, th that's actually probably pretty good numbers. Yes, it is. Um, so, but in the goodie bag for the guys that did show up uh, yesterday and today, they get new commanders. And uh, on the Facebook groups, uh, Adam Cox uh, posted the photos of what's in them. I'll, uh, I'll go through it a bit quickly. So the UCM uh, one was seen before. It's a large uh, Wolverine uh, with bigger missiles. Uh, the, and the Scourge one is a, is a walker, kind of like between the Stalker and the Reaver and the Prowler in, um, but with some, uh, uh, some new type of weapon. Uh, but those two you've already seen. The... The things we hadn't seen before were the PHR with a uh, skimmer, as a skimmer, which has uh, an ECM suite, uh, suite on it, so uh, it makes it difficult for uh, enemies to target uh, you within so many inches, just like one of the jump uh, suits in Phase 2, I believe. Yeah. One. So that was... That, that's cool to see see that they're using that chassis but making it a command variant and it's meant to be uh cheaper in points so either you can uh put more points uh into your commander command value or uh the other way around and have more commands on the table so that you have room uh for sub commanders is a really cool idea as well. Suit. Although it's it's kind of hard to see without knowing what the final build is, because what we're actually looking at is the parts. Um, You're looking at the parts, I really yes. want to see what one of these look like after they've been built. But it's gorgeous from what I can see. Not that I need yeah. to buy Shaltari. I don't need Shaltari, <laughs> but this is oh, gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very intriguing. Um uh, Adam had a chance to talk with Dave, and he said it would be a worse suit commander for the Shiltari, and uh, something new, military uh, commander. Yeah. So that that's yeah, extremely cool. Um, and the last one is uh, yeah, it's the resistance. They get a shiny hovercraft. Uh, the, the size, well, I'd have to guess it's about the size of a Hannibal uh, tank, just one of the standard tanks. Turrets. Yeah, I would say so by the look of it. So you have two turret options. Uh, one is uh, missiles, um, missiles, and one is a flamer and uh, a cannon. And so it will be interesting to see what it does. As I, as I said, it's a hovercraft. 
So it will be quite a fast commander for the resistance. Yeah. Do you remember what the lore of hovercrafts is according to Top Gear? Uh, no, I've forgotten. The lore is if you can see something, you've already hit it. <laughs> I suspect okay, that okay. won't play out on the tabletop, though. No, I hope not. <laughs> So yeah, it's good to see some. We were only saying a couple of episodes ago that we wanted to see some more frequent releases. So it's it's good to see that we're. Oh, there's also something for Drop Fleet yep. as well. Yeah, yeah, there there's are. New, uh, I haven't seen this one. There's a Gladiator Phalanx Tribune Jewel Bliss. This must be a, a one of the new larger ships. Yeah, yeah, for the Resistance. So if you get. get... Get your nice big fat Battle for Earth book out, and you go to the Resistance uh, to page two hundred and eight and two hundred and ten. You get the, the two ships you'll be uh, that they've made models from, and by the look of how it's uh, how Adam Cox make the pictures, uh, it appears to be a dual blister. So. You can either make from uh, one blister the, the Centurion or the Gladiator or uh, the the Phalanx and the Tribune. I just found the pictures that he shared. Yet again, yeah. this looks gorgeous. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's great to see. Uh, like kid, kid bashing like I do. Um, yeah, it gives you quite a few options. Everything looks like you can magnetize it as well. So, it's one thing I've always liked about the way that Dave designs pretty much everything. He's designed everything so that it can be magnetized or doesn't need to be. Exactly, uh, like like the Scourge and the the Sidirak design of their their dropships is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so moving on, um, we got news this week. Forge World are releasing some new Diablo, I mean Demon models. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I make that joke because I'm sorry, but they look like Diablo. Yeah, I, I've, Which I've is not a bad him. thing, but I'm waiting to see a Blizzard go knocking on their door. Well, I, I really loved the, uh, the paint job they did on it. It's a, it's a cool blend of red and... And bluish black. Um, it's, it's it's marvelously done. But the first thing I noticed was the the scaling. Uh, the horns kind of make me think about a mix of tyrannids uh, in it. Yeah, I could see that. I can see that. The the um the blues they're using definitely they definitely add to that aesthetic. Yeah, it, it's a great it's a great combination. Also, if you the and all three of the demons are 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 painted differently, so a different part as the the red and the the blue, and ah, it's it's amazing. It's a it's, it's a great job. The thing I like about so what we're referring to is the Rune Storm Demon Brutes, and the thing I like about these is the look of them don't particularly scream one god or the other. I could see these being used in any of the gods. Or uh, depending on what you arm them with. I would say. Yeah, true. So, but yeah, if you 
so you could paint these quite nurgling uh, because one of the pictures shows you the the mark of chaos is carved out. You could ooze uh, pus out of those, yeah, which would definitely. be very, very cool. Uh, you could get some uh, green stuff or uh, something similar and smooth out the horns to get a slanishy look. Yeah, yeah. Or make them like tentacly. That that will be the most easiest thing to do, of course. A couple of nipples on the chests uh, to to get the the male aspect gone uh, off them, or make them androgynous. If you know what I'm, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Androgynous. Yep. Now you're right. Androgynous. Yeah. Um. So well, if you you want to make um cornish, well, just add a bit of skulls and you're to the base and you're done. Just paint them red. That's all you really need to do. Maybe make the horns bronze. Yeah. Um, you, I don't think you need to change much about them to coordinate them. No, 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 no. Just, just add skulls to. Uh, well, you could cut off the, the, the base handle of their their uh, their weapons and put a skull in there. So GW do a GW do a, a nice skull kit and just. Oh, we'll just get that one. Really good value. Yeah, and just put put a skull on there. And, and as at the tip of the, the sword, put a skull in there. Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah. And you, you have a great uh, great indication for corn. Roar! <laughs> uh, and if you, wanna, if you are going Age of Sigma with them and you, and you want to go the Horned Rat, then you're using the wrong models. Um, no! But no, yeah, you, you, you could... You could just make fur on them. Uh, there's a, there are quite some tutorials on doing fur on on models. It doesn't need to be a lot of fur, fur, but you could fur them up, and you'll only need to. Uh, You'd have to swap the head out. Not that, yeah, but but not that much. You could could try the the old rat ogres if you if you can find them. Uh, don't know if they're the the right fit. I think but they need you to could do something with those. Or, or re-release the ones that came from the old... Uh, what was the kit called where it was the Skaven versus the Elves? It's an old fantasy mouse. That, yeah, that yeah. was the best-looking Rat Ogres they've done for fantasy at that stage. But they, re they, they either need to re-release those or, I don't know, create some new ones. Because even those models are quite old now. Yeah, well, even GW can only do so much at one time. They're also doing the... Yeah, that is true. So, but yeah, that would be cool. I did love Red Ogres. A mate of mine played uh, and was just great to see. Yeah. I, I can't find the box uh, so fast. Uh, uh, Island Blood? Yeah, Island Blood. Isle of Blood, yep, that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah, because you had some quick build rat ogres in there that are just miles better than any of the ones that were on the market, and much better than the ones that they've kept. Because the older models, which is the ones that you can still buy, look more like monkeys. But moving on, there's also some new stuff coming out from uh, for the Middle Earth game. They're releasing. A box of ring bearers, which includes old Bilbo, young Bilbo, Frodo, Gollum, 
And is it a sealed door? Yeah, a sealed door. Uh, all in a clear resin, which is yeah, it's... very unlike Games Workshop. <laughs> yeah, but it, it is very cool to see. see. It is, yeah. How do They're you also releasing a whole heap of new ring rates too. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw them those as well. Uh, I'm not quite as much a fan of the ring rats because I can't see the. I need to see them next to someone something else. Yeah, so, scale and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what I do like is the the betrayer. Um, so the Easterlings. Yeah, uh, Camel the Easterling. Um, Easterling. That looks amazingly, uh, amazingly well done. You can't see his face, uh, but you could put any face in there if you would want to. Uh, and have a cool desert-themed army as well. Uh, but just for uh, Earth, yeah, it's an amazing model. Yeah, I, I quite like the looks of the models. I'm not 100% sure if these are new models or re-releases. I assume they're new, because there's a couple of these I've definitely never seen before. Mm -hmm. But to be fair, I never played the strategy battle game, so... Uh, I've played a few demos, but, well, I was a... You gotta pick, huh? I can only sp legally spend my money once. Yeah, true. So... I think my favourite of those particular ones... Would be the tainted, and no, I have to go with with the uh, ring bearer set. It's just it's just very funny to see, see uh, all oh, the yeah, everything the, specifically uh, out of those models. But no, yeah, the ring bearer set blows the ring rates out of yeah. the water easily. It's, the details are, are kind of hard to see on these photos, but um, what you can see, it's amazingly done. Um, and the most uh, uh, your basing would be key in, in 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 getting this extremely uh, right. Yeah, yeah. So you can really focus on your base work. That's what I meant. Yeah, and they've they've really worked on. Um... With the ring rates, they've really worked on giving them individual character a lot more than the movies did, mm -hmm. um, which is definitely good to see. Because um, the, the previous models all, I mean, I know they were all different characters, but they all did kind of look the same. Yeah. Which works for a movie, but it doesn't work for a tabletop game. Mm, nah, not, not, not as your main character, no. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we had this week was an update from the Marvel Crisis Protocol game, which is the Marvel game from Atomic Mass Games. They had their very first live stream video on Thursday morning, or Friday morning for me. Um, I actually got up at 5.30 o'clock in the morning on my day off so that I could watch it. Um, I was hoping at the time that they were going to give us some details on when the game was actually coming out. The placeholder date had been October in a lot of places, but nobody had actually confirmed anything yet. Uh, but the video itself was actually, and I'm going to say just, it was just an unboxing of the starter set. Um, but I don't mean that in a negative way. It just wasn't what I was expecting. Um, the, the sprues that come in the box are really, really good. There's some really nice detail on the minis. Um, it all looks crisp and sharp. 
It's definitely hard plastic. It's none of this rustic crap. Um, the first question that got asked throughout the live video was asked four or five times a minute, which was when is the game coming out? Because obviously <laughs> everybody wanted to know that. They could not tell anybody at the time, uh, but we have since Thursday had confirmation that the game will be released in November. We do not have a street date at this stage, though. I, I'm trying. I, 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 I found the models uh, while they were talking. It, it looks amazing. I love the yeah. Daily Bugle in the background as, as one of the scenic posts as well to show the show them off. Uh, yeah, it's the miniatures are looking great. Um, yeah, I, I, the I only must, must say I didn't. I had was was. Um, they went live with a video like that without having an answer to what they should have known was going to be the first question. Um, and whilst I understand that if you can't give dates until they're confirmed, um, when the date, well, not the date, when the release month was announced a day later, it kind of feels like, I don't know, that they probably could have gotten that information before they went live with it. Unless they really didn't expect that people were going to be hounding them for that much for a date, mm. but hindsight is twenty twenty now. True. I mean, so. I suspect that the reason we got the answer so quickly after the video went live is because they realised everybody wanted to know. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm beyond excited for this game. I'm trying to get through my backlog of stuff before I because. Yeah, Marvel's going to take my attention because I'm a Marvel <laughs> boy. I always have been. I, I, I really don't get it. I'm not a, a Marvel or a DC fan. I, I, I like the movies. I've, I've seen the cartoons. But uh, I've never read, uh, read the, the comics, I must say. Or, yeah, that's or, fine. I, I had Cisco like and I, I read older comics. I didn't have any of the newer ones. I read the older ones as I was growing up. Um, and then as the cartoons and that started to come, it, it kind of felt like it was growing growing up with me to some extent. I mean, there was some kiddie yeah. stuff I didn't like too. I mean, it's <laughs> not that I don't like DC. It's that the DC movies lately haven't been very good, apart from a few exceptions. Well, to each, each their own. I just go there and uh, and enjoy them. I'm not a movie critic, so I'm not going into the dialogue. I'm not going into the dialogue. Does it match up? Uh, um, spoilers or do I see any coffee cups hiding in plain sight <laughs> uh, I don't care I don't, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care I'm back trying to find that coffee cup and I still didn't see it <laughs> yeah I didn't either <laughs> I had to go back I think three times I mean I, I enjoy going through a movie and noticing things but that's not what i go to the movies for i go to a movie just to enjoy it uh and if i happen to notice things then it just makes me happy but I, i'm not really one of those i'm going to pick everything apart um i'm certainly not the person that's going to find whatever the secret from the first Gu guardians of the galaxy still is because there's still some secret lost in that movie somewhere apparently um and i just don't care i just i just enjoy the movies I enjoy yeah. seeing how they interpret things. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I had that I was going to discuss, the other side have a new model coming out 
which is from Weird Games, the, guy, the people behind Malify. And I'm going to say the name of this wrong. It's G-W-I-S-I-N. Gwisin? Gwisin? Uh, it's from the Court of Two side. And it's a really creepy looking model. Uh, like disemboweled bodies with faceless... I don't know, they're just really creepy. This would do great as a demon in in any setting. Yeah. Thing. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how these models um, come out in real life. Um, unlike Malifaux, the other side is done in a pre-built PVC material. Um which you do lose some detail in that particular design, um, and I'm not, I'm not hating on it. it. It's not my preferred. It's not my preferred substance to use, but it certainly has its place. I have games that use it that are phenomenal. Um, I'm just gonna. It's gonna be very interesting to see. I think we're gonna lose some detail in that hair specifically, but it'll be interesting to see what the final product looks like. Oh, well, but if, if you want it to be hair, you can also just take a very fine uh, uh, brush and um, paint uh, darker recess, lighter recess on it before you, you, you main color in it. Yeah, true. true. So, contrast will definitely help with that sort of stuff. If, if the, yeah, yeah, contrast will help. Um, but what I meant is if the detail of the hair isn't great, just if you use the perception of detail. Oh, like adding in detail with the brush. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. So kind of like pre-shading. Yeah, thing. I think we've so gotten... You... Because mini-sculpting has become so far advanced over the years, a lot of the things that you used to do to add detail get forgotten about sometimes. Uh, and that's certainly one of them because hair on most modern stuff is so detailed that you can just put a wash in and it fixes everything. Done. Um, but adding detail where there isn't one is kind of a lost art to some extent. So, but that that's just an option you have if you think the the detail on hair might might be lost. What I see here on these pictures is that the detail is great, but we'll uh, yeah, we'll have to see in a few when it come out. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, uh, ah. The other thing, I just wanted to touch on another Kickstarter that we discussed last fortnight, which is yes. the Ratman conversion bit. Is funded. Uh, it's currently sitting uh, at 3,664 from their 1,500 pound goal. They've unlocked um, a burnt rat face. There's another, there's a, a gun crew thing that's been unlocked. Uh, there's also a what wording do they use? They call it Experiment O One, uh, but basically there's techno rats, so rat models with technology embedded into them. So th- things that you can use for your um, your giant rats or your um, t- to represent your um, the rat swarms and stuff. Um, just gorgeous. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this about a robot rat, but there's a robot rat that looks really cute up on his hind legs. <laughs> I'm seeing these. These are the smaller ones, the the, the swarming ones, actually. They yeah, remind yeah. me of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is amazing stuff. 
Yeah, amazing sculpt. And you, you get some flames as well. So, yeah. to come out of the back, I, I think. Is that what I'm seeing? Yeah, smoke, flames, and crystals. To For the loader and team, you get three weapons options. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, they've... He's been design. He's been designing this stuff for a while, and he was sharing his progress on the Skaven group that we share our stuff on. Mm -hmm. um, and as I said in the last episode, I had said at the time, "Take my money." Mm -hmm. um, and thankfully, I can actually give money on this stuff now. So good to yeah. hear. Good to hear. Still waiting on my samples to arrive because post from that area of the world is. Not the fastest, but it should arrive in the next day or so. So that will still arrive when it arrives. And I'm ah. looking forward to getting my hand on some nice sample models and showing them off. Can. Yeah, can I imagine? Dream, blue, prime, paint. So hobby time, Michelle, what, what have you been up to? Assuming that you've um, had time to. I've had a bit of time. I finished up my uh, Scourge Infantry for Drop Zone. Uh, I, I, had a, uh, I had two starter, uh, starter sets still lying around from when I was a Talon. Um, and I finally got time to paint them up. Um, and made uh, six bases for Standard Warriors. And six bases for uh, yeah uh, the old ones, so the crazed uh, scourge. And nice. they, so yeah, that was, that was fun to do. And I made them together with my daughter. We were fun. She helped. Uh, she picked out my centurion to paint, which is currently lying in the stripper. <laughs> <laughs> but but she had fun painting it all red, pink, and purple. Nice. So no, it's I just have to do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is fun, and she really enjoyed it. But um, well, the, the detail was completely lost, so I, I threw it in the the, the paint stripper. Uh, we'll see what how it turns out. But to look on her face, oh, daddy, can I paint one of your aircraft? <laughs> what, 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 what amazing! Saying at least uh, and. That sort of stuff, you can actually strip it. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and I also had fun with her. I made a mold out of the civilian cars, and she really wanted to see what I said do. So I had some plaster lying around for model making. For mold yeah. making. Uh, and I showed her what I I could do. And yeah, that was fun to see because it's dry in, what, 30 minutes or so. So, and... Yeah, it looks quite okay. I'm looking at them now. Uh, we'll do for debris and such barricades. Okay, okay. Giving it, giving it a bit of extra detail. Uh, and what else did I do? Uh, yeah. Oh, it. Yeah, been diving into Aeronautica Imperialis. Uh, How do you find that? Well, I still had some lying around. Oh, you've still got the old stuff. I still have the old stuff. Um, and I was shopping with the, the family, and I came across um, 
how do you call call these? Um, he, he used them to clean pipes with. Uh, bristles. Uh, no clue what to call them. Like the the brushes that you use. Exactly. So it, there's there's a bit of metal inside and bristles, and you know, well, you you paint them up and you you fold them around the wings so you have damage markers to make your aircraft look extra cool. Nice. So no, you don't put the what is it the tokens next to it, but you uh, get get a vapor trail. Uh, so that's what I bought. I haven't made them yet. Okay. Yep. Nice. Um, are you going to be rebasing your old stuff, or um, probably have to because the uh, dimensions are different. The new ones hex based. Ones were two. Give me a second, and I'll get them. I'm back. I found them. Yeah, you f you found them. Yeah, I found them. Um, and these are also uh, hex based. And uh, just the, the arcs are quite different from the new ones. They have the dollar as well, so speed and altitude. Uh, oh, but the altitude like is yeah. but the altitude is different. And the bases are quite a bit smaller. Uh, so the old bases are, are one and a half inches instead of the two inches they are now. And also the aircraft are quite uh, different. Um, are they still uh, the same scale? No, no, no. They're they're a different scale. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's not really compatible then. No, it's not compatible anymore. Uh, but I, I have the the tau, um, ones which are magnetized, so they would be easily to transport. Let's see if it still works. Um, but they are, yeah. If you follow the Imperialis uh, release, you'll see. Uh, the um, tower aren't out yet. It'll be funny to see what what they will be looking like. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who they do next. That they're very much concentrating on the Imperium and Orcs at the moment, which doesn't really surprise me. No. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how they flesh this out next. Yeah, it is. But it's was fun to to have them out again. Yeah. And, uh, yeah I even found some old terrain I made. Um. Uh, uh, w when I started, and apparently I have some uh, streamer markers in there as well. Uh, I made them out of uh, steel wool uh, and a metal string. Oh, okay. Uh, so I bended it over so you can hook it on on the wings as well, uh, and I've made some uh, well. Radar station, a bunker, some complexes, a missile silo from uh, bits and bobs. And that's yeah. to have these out. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that game goes. I know that there were certainly people that was wanting to see it again, but mm -hmm. it's certainly not the, the loudest of communities. I know Mordheim still have a lot of people screaming for Mordheim. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not as many people as... Um, Whatever the spaceship one was called, um, Battlefleet Gothic. That's probably still <laughs> the loudest voice right now, as far as what people want to say. That's why Drawfleet hit off because Andy Chambers was on board and he took the lessons he learned from yeah. Battlefleet Gothic to Drop Fleet. 
I'm not entirely convinced that Battlefleet Gothic would be a good move for them to make at this particular point in time, but that's for them to decide. I think between... Uh, just I- ignoring the existence of Drop Fleet for a second. I'm sorry, Lewis, I'm mm-hmm. not ignoring you. I love you. Um, but with X-Wing and the games like that out there at the moment, that's taking a lot of interest away from potential newcomers into that space, I think. Uh, but you need to remember that there are games from Battlefleet Gothic out at the moment. That is true. That is true. So they are computer games, so they could be trying to get a crowd in from uh, that side into the tabletop scene um, as well. There's people from the 40k community that are screaming for this game. The game will sell when they release it. I just yeah, but they also seem to be the groundbreaking game that people expect it to be. Uh, Well, we'll have to see. I'm betting on that they will be releasing it. don't think it will be this year. I think it will be next year. Um, yeah, I don't um, see them doing it this year. We'd know about it already if they were. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but there we're are not uh, any major surprises at this point now. We know we pretty much know everything that's coming now. Yeah, uh, it could be next year. If you, it, uh, I've read the the old uh, Aeronautica books. Uh, the the update. It was still called Tactica, and there was a, a bit of a crossover in that. Um, it was a, a, a tower attack on a, on a and through the wall, and the way they got there was by uh, uh, they mentioned um, old uh, Battlefleet Gothic Tau uh, uh, mega carrier, how they upgraded it, upgraded it to. Um, um, to make the attack possible, and it's quite a oh, bit of okay. story. So the have you seen the uh, the really the really big uh, battlefield Gothic Tau? The Manta? No, no, not not the Manta. It's for the Battlefleet Gothic. Um, oh no, oh. not not for the Battlefleet Gothic one. I haven't. No, I never played it. So I mean, I have seen models, but no, I haven't seen any of the Skaven okay. ones. That's uh, the tower. <laughs> um, well, um, it it was normally used to to carry escort uh, escort ships, so frigates in, for Battlefleet Gothic. Yeah. Um, but in the fluff that they've written, uh, instead of putting. Um, Escort carriers on there, uh, escort ships. Uh, they put an extra uh, uh, flight space and carriage space on there. So just like uh, like we put extra containers, there's somewhere they, they model a super yeah a super container, or instead of one uh, three uh, escort frigates. Okay, yeah, that works. To fit, to fit, to fit a complete invasion of a world in. Oh, plus a stealth system, of course. Because why not make a, a battleship stealthy? Makes sense. To the tower, it does. Yeah. Uh, um, so, that was my hobby time. What about yours? I shared some pictures earlier in the week of some bases that I had been trying to make and the failure in doing so. I'd been playing around with the, the UV reactive water resin that green stuff world released about two or three months ago 
Um, I had said in an episode that I, I, I 100% intended to play with it, and I have to admit I'm massively disappointed in the product. It's nowhere near as easy to use as it's made out to be. I think the only way around it would be is you have to do it in thin layers. It's just... It, it's nowhere near as easy to use as the website makes it out to. Well, so you, you, I'm it's a new product. Changing my basing plan now, and I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure what I'm going to do. Um, no, but I'm if, not if you, doing if you, my sewer bases anymore. Yeah, well, I'm looking at these now. Um, you might maybe you should look at it as this way. Yeah, the very first miniature you ever painted doesn't. Compared to what you do now, it looks like crap. Yeah. Wouldn't write it off right away. So, uh, um, if you ever watch the tutorial of Mel, Train Tutor or something, uh, uh, if, if you do, if you follow his steps, and he makes something amazing, and you look at your, what the, it's the the fine uh, the fine details that you need to learn by by doing it so I wouldn't give up on it just yet for, for me um it's not so much that I mean it, yes it's got holes and stuff in it which uh, that that's going to happen anyway um the the reason I'm giving up on it is more because of how difficult it was to even get that out of it it's just not worth it um. There is another version of it that they released that skips a step, but that doesn't actually solve the issue that I have with it. It's just too difficult to work with. Um, I, I think if you're going to do water base, just do it the traditional way. Um, I don't feel the UV reactive stuff is worth buying. Uh, I'm sorry, Green Stuff World. I love most of your products, but this is not one of them. Um, I found it extremely disappointing to work with. Um, at this point, I'm going to just return to basic cobblestone bases and make them look messy, I think. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I really don't know. Um, I also was building up some Warcryer Corvus Cabal stuff, which, for those that are wondering, is the bird people. Yeah, the, so the Warcry, the Corvus Cabal are the ones that are painted up to look like ravens and stuff. These minis is some of the finest and most brittle detail I've seen on a Games Workshop miniature in a long time. To the point where this this would give uh, weird miniatures a run for their money. Um, there is a lot of tiny detail on this that's just screaming to be broken. It's The, the minis are gorgeous, but they're going to be very, very difficult to transport. Yeah, you'll need... Good fitting foam, not as in it needs to fit and not move. Or you could use the metal George uh, did, put some uh, magnets underneath or need them in a in a box, and make yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I have one of the um one of the battle foam magnet tray bags, and okay. I'm just doing that with all of my minis at this stage. Um, the only other thing I've had a chance to do, I finally opened my Warcry box, like the big one. I haven't built anything out of it, though. But I did build a box of clan rats, which was fun. Like, just basic clan rats. Okay, did you, did you post those? No, not the clan rats, I haven't. They're just built at this stage. Um, I'll share some more pictures of them once I've actually done something more than just build them. 
Okay. okay. I need to put some fight. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, that's uh, that's up for this week, or would it be uh, next? Next week it's going to be hard. Next week because I don't really to separate it again. Um, I have a weekend coming up, but yeah, it's going to be a hard week this week. Um, I'd like to try and get the terrain out of the Warcry box built if I can, mm-hmm. but I think the more realistic goal is to throw uh, some paint on some stuff. We'll see what happens. Cool. Um, well, what's next on the run sheet? So, at this point, we have a guest that's going to be joining us, which, through the, med- the magic of editing, will end up going in here. We have Sander coming in, whose hobby will become very obvious very quickly, uh, because this is the man behind May 40 Miniatures, uh, which is one of the products we discussed on our last episode. So, we, uh, Michelle and I, are going to have a bit of a discussion with him about how things are going, and we will come back to you after that. Hello, Sander. Tell us a little bit about what you've going, what you've got going on on Kickstarter at the moment. Um, at the moment, we're running a Kickstarter for our early war Falschim Jäger, so German power troopers. And oh yeah, it's it's at fifty-four percent now, I think. So yeah, fifty-four percent when I checked about thirty minutes ago. Um, so yeah, yeah, you're currently running a Kickstarter for some historical. World War Two minis. Um, the, the one thing I've noticed in a lot of historical stuff is it always tends to be the same stuff. It's always US or it's generic allies and generic Axis forces. Um, a lot of the other European countries and Australia, yes, I'm biased in that area, but Australia always tends to get missed. These sort of forces tend to be, get, as far as gaming is concerned, tend to be forgotten a lot. Um, is that part of why you decided to go in that direction, or what, what inspired you to start creating them? Well, that's one of the reasons, because everyone likes to play with the big toys and the, and the, the tiger tanks and all that kind of stuff. But that's just, in my opinion, shooting on a table, a game is done in half an hour. And if you do early war, you, you can really play tactically because you don't have a lot of big stuff. And you really have to plan out what you do. So, like, yeah, in the real world. Hey, you, you made a great board uh, to show off uh, your, your Dutch uh, miniatures uh, at one of the events I went to. It's a, it's a huge board made of the inner city of Rotterdam before it was bombed uh, to smithereens. True. Yep. The, the table is like four meters by three and it should include three bridges at least three parts but i can only fit one but that one is kill so two one uh six six you're not doing anything in half by any measure by the sound of that this board sounds incredible yeah that's my quirk Uh, when when you do something do it right that's fair. That's not, That's no, fair. I don't mean that, that doing stuff to smaller scale is not right, but, but that, that's just me. Yeah, you did it really in scale, not in heroic or uh, heroic skills like uh, most uh, sci-fi games are. Only the, the doors and the windows are in scale and the rest is 
uh, yeah, two skill you're using on. Yeah. Did so, you find it hard to find the resources to build a board like that? Because I would imagine a lot of the images is more for what happened after as opposed to before it was built. I mean, before um, it was destroyed. Yeah, true. Most pictures you find are after the bombing. Uh, so it took a lot of research. A lot of looking, uh, looking around bo old books, new books, uh, Facebook. And, uh, yeah, Google. <laughs> Google can and be I helpful. I also had the luck to get um, the blueprints from the bridgeheads from the Rotterdam archive. And the actual blueprints of the bridges. So You went in deep. <laughs> yep. that, that, that's, that's some background research you've done there, Sander. Yeah. I, I've seen the bridges and they look amazing. As do the the connecting points where 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 city. Uh, it looks amazing with the uh, trolleys rolling by. I believe you even have um, a glider, uh, sort of glider in there, or is the um, air, uh, water airplane from the Germans? Yeah, it's one of the the, the German seaplanes that landed on the Mars. Uh, it's, it's, it's a real in, in scale. It's one fifty six, and not not like most planes in one seventy two or one forty eight. It's actually in war gaming scale. That that was quite just uh, just uh, a cherry on top, but uh, of an amazing board to see. You should have seen it, uh, Jason. Yeah. So I'm going to butcher the word. I'm going to say a Forschermeiger. I'm, oh. I'm saying it wrong. I know I am. So is this, so excuse my ignorance, but is this where Vudkun Quisling comes in or was he separate from all of this? I didn't get that. Okay, man. Vidkun Quisling, the guy that sold Norway out to the Germans. Uh, or tried to. I didn't get the name, so... Uh, Vidcon, sorry, Vidkun Quisling, Quisling, the guy during World War Two that tried to sell the Dutch out to the Germans. Is that where he comes in, or was he a separate entity? No, separate. Okay, I wasn't sure if he was involved or not. I was watching a biography on him recently. Um, getting back to your miniatures, though. When we spoke about your stuff last week, because we um we had a very quick look at this and it was very last minute when we were looking at your stuff. Sorry, not last week, last fortnight. Um, we were kind of trying to figure out how it had happened, whether you were editing existing miniatures or creating your own, and we were kind of way off the mark. So do you want to kind of describe how it is that you've gone about creating what you have so far? Um, yeah, um, the the miniatures are sculpted by Michael Percy in, in the UK, and we use a, what he calls a dolly system, which means you sculpt like 10 poses, the old-fashioned way with green stuff, and you yep. leave off the heads and leave off the arms, and you only put on some basic equipment, what, what each soldier would have, like a bread bag or a pistol. 
and you cast or you mold these uh, these ten poses in a in a master mold, and then you use the castings of these to yeah well sculpt uh, an unlimited amount of poses if you want, and this saves a lot of time in in sculpting. Yeah, so you pick a, yeah. a, a, a tin dolly and you put on arms, a head, and weapons and. Oh yeah, and you can uh, you can mold them. So that's why there's, uh, for example, in the Dutch there's more than two hundred miniatures. And now the the Falsum Jaeger, I've got like eighty poses. Eighty. Already. Eighty. <laughs> yeah, that's... not doing anything uh, malish. You've been a busy man. Yeah. In a skirmish game, that, that, that leaves you quite a bit of room to name them and them actually being in individual miniatures. Yeah. Not a, a, a space a space marine. Yeah. Besides That's putting like, a number. I think there's 17 <laughs> different guys with just a, a car after an agent, the, the Dutch, uh, the German rifle, a carbine. Oh. There's only just like 17 guys with a rifle. You would only need four or five to fill a squad. As you can exactly. Exactly. Make this ideal for playing a Dungeons and Dragons type of game as, as well. Uh, if you, you, you lay. Uh, if you. Uh, yeah, I wanted to come up with a German name, but. Uh, if you lose Adolf, you really lose Adolf. He, he's out, and uh, uh, James needs to replace him uh, from uh, whatever he is. Yeah, like role playing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's possible because there's uh, tons of uh, different poses. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you want, yeah. if you just play a the, small there's role playing games for everything else. Why not that too? Um, so at the moment, like we touched on before, you're currently, you are growing, but it's growing slower. Uh, you're currently at 54% with two weeks left to go. Yep. What happens on your side if this Kickstarter doesn't actually manage to fund? Um, it will mean I have to go the traditional way and yeah, get stuff out piecemeal. So, so what? I have, uh, I have a squad. And a command section molded, and then sell that stuff. And then when there's enough funds, do the next mold. So it's going it to it'll slow down, down the release of things quite considerably. Yeah. Yeah, because so, besides these eighty sculpts, there's a lot more stuff waiting to be done. Because there's still a, a, a couple of things missing, like a medic and some more different officer poses and stuff. Just to yeah. Yeah, complete the range. When I was going through the comments and so forth on the Kickstarter, one of the very common questions that got, well, not, not questions per se, but suggestions that your fans had been making was that uh, it might have been funding better um, if you'd had some professional paints and so forth to advertise them with. But after listening to how your sculpting processes worked, has pretty much answered why that couldn't have been possible. Because obviously, if you were sending things off to get painted, then you're losing your master molds, which you kind of need to get things done. 
Yeah. Yeah, I could have uh, sent some some minis over to uh, a professional painter, but yeah, I'm not running Kickstarter for nothing because you need to have funds to have them painted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm I'm really using Kickstarter for what it was meant. Start yeah, you're, you're one of the thing. small guys that's literally trying to fund something that you wouldn't have had a chance to do otherwise. No, no, and I've already spent a lot of money typing it. So yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. It, it's it's yeah. not a cheap industry to be working in. Yeah. Um, in the case of myself, I, I avoid green stuff like the plague because I'm no good at it. <laughs> Um, so me creating miniatures is never happening. We probably kind of answered this with what happens if the Kickstarter falls through, but what's next for May 40? After the volume year, the plan is to do uh, the Dutch uh, East Indies uh, Army, the, the KNIL, the Royal Dutch East India Indy, uh, Army. But probably not as big as the other two ranges. Yeah. So on the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? So the, the Dutch uh, resistance, um, or a little bit of both? No, it's the, it's the, the army we had in our, uh, well, colonial uh, affairs. Oh, what, what is now in Indonesia? What's now Indonesia. So in, in, in 1940, we still had colonies. And we'll do that army. Uh, they fought against uh, against the Japanese. Yeah, which yeah, there, there was certainly a lot of that at the time. Yeah. Um, now Jason and George are both away this well. Jason the Yank and George the Yank are both away, as we've discussed earlier. Um, hence the reason why it's me and Michelle hosting today. I did try to reach out before they left, uh, but Jason is away with his family. I did get a question back from George, which. Is a silly question, but I'm still going to ask it. Why does Austin Powers' dad hate the Dutch so much? Do we have, have any guesses? No it's a very stupid question. In other words, he couldn't think of anything to ask at such short notice. He was either on his way to a wedding or he had just arrived at the wedding when I sent the question through. Yeah. So I think we'll leave it at that. Um, the Falschermjäger, um, I know I'm still saying saying this wrong. <laughs> Um, uh, still on Kickstarter for another 14 days. Uh, by the time this episode goes out, it'll hopefully be 13 or 12. I'm going to hope to get this up quickly. Still wanted to record this weekend so that we could get this out. Uh, we had a small window of opportunity to have a chat with Sander. Uh, so thanks for chatting with us, Sander. Is there anything else you wanted to kind of bring up with the range before we head off? Well, no, not really, because... Uh... I think it speaks for itself. I've yeah, no, it's a it's a very incredible range. Um, for people that want to flesh out their World War Two stuff and do something a little bit left of centre, hey, build up some forces that's not just the generic stuff that you see everywhere else. Could you tell the listeners what the advantages of backing the Kickstarter versus waiting till everything comes out to retail? Well, the obvious thing is you get it a lot cheaper. That's one okay. Of the and there's some some extra stuff in some of the pledges you won't be able to get after the Kickstarter. They're not unique models, but yeah, sort of X 
which won't be made won't be making available after the Kickstarter, like the combination of the the gun crew with the Dutch gun, mm-hmm. uh, because the gun crew will only be available as a, a crew and not with something added after the Kickstarter. Ah, okay. So now, okay. now you have the chance to get uh, the Dutch uh, forty-seven millimeter gun with Volkswagen crew. And after the Kickstarter, you you'll need to buy the crew and buy a gun you want separately. Um, Forty-seven millimeter is only available with Dutch figures currently. So that's, that's one thing. And the other thing is uh, uh, the drop containers. Mm-hmm. You have the chance to get one of each for mm-hmm. uh, in a pledge, and they will probably be only available with uh, with miniatures after the Kickstarter, and not not as a separate pack. Ah, okay. So if you want some nice scatter terrain objective markers for your uh, early war, uh, and uh, this is the chance to to pick the ones you want. Yes. Copy. So they're they're only available now in a really big pledge, but I think they'll be made available when we uh, we progress some more. But yeah, okay, it's, it's slow going. Oh, not not every Kickstarter fires up right away. Uh, some go slow, some go fast. And I hope uh, I've changed a lot of stuff. So I made a lot of stuff already available, which should have funded it. But yeah. So, but there are quite a few few exclusives. Yep. Right, that's good to hear. And some free stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Kickstarter, people on Kickstarter love free stuff, so I hope uh, our listeners do too. Okay. Yeah. And you, the the fact that you actually get a fully fledged out army instead of just buying the bits and pieces when they become available at yeah. full retail price definitely helps as well. Yes, and there's a there's a pledge with uh, both Dutch and Volkswagen in it, so you can get that with a friend and each pick one army, or just keep them both. <laughs> well, hobbyists tend to keep just keep both most of the time. They always say they're going to split and never do. <laughs> yeah. It's like the old Warhammer boxes. We bought a lot of stuff when we were younger. And always mm-hmm. split them up with uh, with my brothers. So I always pick the uh, good side, and he always picked the bad side. <laughs> so yeah, that's you, how you're talking. <laughs> and I know good and bad is is uh, it's killed off now in in Age of Sigmar, but I'm not getting into Age of Sigmar. Yuck. Eh, that's fine. Everybody to their own. Yeah, um, I never actually touched fantasy uh, I, I I dipped my toe into Age of Sigma but I haven't played it yet uh, I'd never played fantasy at all no. yeah we started out with 40k and Warhammer like 22 ish yep. years ago oh. yep that uh, time flies when you're having fun true true, true. <laughs> and it keeps going faster when you get kids Yes, because then the hobby, yeah, you know what happens. <laughs> yeah, it slows down. Yeah. <laughs> you need to pl- plan around in-laws. Yeah, and at some point you lose your gaming room because there's a, a kid who wants his own room, so. <laughs> uh, that, that's yeah. what bunk bed is for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've got three boys, so 
that didn't really work out in the bunk bed. Uh, too bad, too bad. They all wanted to sleep on top. Uh, at some point, it was uh, total war. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, they've had enough practice when they will fill up the sho- your shoes and go into model modeling. Yeah, too. We'll let you get back. I believe you're your in-laws uh, from yeah. memory, so I'll let you get back to the family. Okay. Uh, have a good day, Sander. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, and, and thanks for joining us. No problem. Thank you very much. Thanks. Okay. Game talk. Talk nerdy to me. Yeah, well, we've already kind of discussed your talk because you were playing Aeronautica and Repelianus. I didn't I play. I just found I, I, f- I found I found the models. That's something different. <laughs> I didn't uh, play. I haven't what played have you been anything. Playing uh, I've been playing a game called and en- Legends of Endor with the Mrs. and some friends. Okay. So it could use some cool models, but it doesn't. It just use, uses cardboard pictures. Oh, okay, like standee type things. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I, I'm the archering elf who can, yeah, who can shoot from a. Uh, a distance while the missus was a ma- uh, was a mage, uh, and the other two were uh, a dwarf and and a swordsman. So is this uh, like a board game, or is yeah, this more a, of a role playing game? It's, it's it's a bit of a mix. You get um, a, a task you, you need to do. Uh, and and it's a cooperative. You you need to defend your castle, so uh, but also do certain missions. And this was uh, a ne- oh, uh, one level up from what we were used to. So we with the four of us, we had four missions to complete before the end balls uh, uh, showed up. Okay. Uh, and you only have a, uh, certain steps uh, before you uh, before before the deadline, and you it passes is a step, but also each time you you kill a monster is a step. So you need to be careful what you kill and what you don't kill. Oh, okay. Yep, I've heard of games that work this way. Um, because you can get yourself in trouble by throwing the danger up too quickly before you're ready for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or if you kill too much, uh, you're disadvantaged because uh, the game moves too quickly. Yeah. Most of my week gaming-wise has been more PC-based because I've been testing and getting the machine ready. Though, to be fair, most of that's been getting ready and not so much of the playing. I played a bit of The Witcher. Uh, I have Gears of War 5 installed. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. That's one of my missions for tomorrow. Um, it's really been mainly work and nothing else this fortnight, unfortunately. Yeah, that happens. Um, it does. Well, the other thing we, 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 though, is yes. you heard our conversation last week about how there should totally be a He-Man miniatures game, and you came up with one of your own that you thought would work. Um, uh, well, kind of. We, 
because of the air uh, the air combat games that are coming out now. So we have uh, Aronofsky and Purilalas. Before that, it was Blood Red Skies by Warlord Games, uh, and and there have been quite a lot of uh, uh, games with with aircraft in general. I remembered. Uh, a game called Swat Cats. Uh, sorry, uh, a TV series called Swat Cats. Uh, uh, it's it's actually uh, the two cats. They are mechanics and they fly uh, what is basically uh, F fourteen, uh, and they get all sort of crazy missiles that can either con- or grappling hooks or uh, stun grenades or really powerful lotions you name it they have a missile for it Uh, and it was funny as hell remembering that because you could combine that with um, uh, some of the rules we are out now and fight, uh, make a scenario from attacking go- uh, Godzilla or something. Yeah, I, I could see something like that. So this is a cartoon that was made by Hanna-Barbera. Hanna um, I, I don't think this hit Australia TV. If it did, I didn't see it. But it, it definitely sounds interesting. I, it, it, just uh, YouTube it a bit and you'll you'll find a bit. I just um, love the fact that Mark Hamill was apparently involved. I, I, I had no idea. I'm just going... Um, that yeah, just, according to Wikipedia... To Wikipedia, he yeah. I really didn't know. Hmm. No, until until I did this. Uh, what I did discover after we recorded last episode, though, huh? there is a Facebook group... Yes. ...dedicated to using... He-Man miniatures, uh, which don't exist officially, but you can find them, in Necromunda. And it's called Masters of the Underhive. So if you want to find some third-party He-Man stuff and either play Necromunda or try to throw together some rules for a He-Man game, it's probably a good place to start. There's four or five people that unofficially create... Uh, He-Man-inspired minis in the group that you can get in contact with and purchase. I have not purchased anything yet, but there's probably something coming up in about a month. Um, There's a certain man that rides a cat that that I would like to get a purchase of. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. We get it. Well, we'll see you in... uh couple of weeks so uh, including our interview that's we're nearing the the hour mark yeah i think um, we're going to leave it at there um we do apologize that it was kind of a bit of a um bit of a different episode this week um we are planning to record next weekend uh to return to service as usual uh, thanks again for joining in, joining me, Michelle, so that people didn't have to listen to me rattle on by myself here for too long. You're welcome, and uh, enjoy your hobbying, people. Uh, thanks again to Sander for joining us, and otherwise, we will see you next time. If you'd like to get in contact with George, Jason the Yank, or Jason the Bruce, you can email us at gettingtabled at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at gettingtabled.com. Facebook at facebook.com slash getting tabled 
and the website is gettingtabled.weebly.com. Thank you very much for listening to this very special episode. Sorry that the other boys couldn't be here today. Please support your local gaming community in any way that you can. And until we speak to you next time, play more games. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org. I'm going to have so much fun editing this.